0: Welcome to the Shelter Footycast. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, taking you through all the big stuff in the AFL of the week gone by and coming up ahead, Skeeter. We've got a Patreon now, mate. Are you excited? I've never heard the term Patreon, but I'm on board with you, Scoey. If you take me to the promised land, I'm there. VIP content, discounts, and much more. Backchatstudios.com.au to sign up as a VIP.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place.
0: oh i mean this is a song that's up and about the shelter footy cast live from backchat studio it doesn't mirror my mood no mark reddings in the house today ladies and gentlemen i know that's a sad sad day for the shelter footy cast but we may get to speak to him uh just in a little bit he is not here in the studio with me i hope you're following us on socials shelter footy cast over on instagram you can send us an email get some questions coming in there's this uh AFL season and sporting season just sort of dribbles into the cricket. We'd love to hear from you either on YouTube. You can chuck something in the comments and Jaden will pick that up. Or you can send us an email, footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. That'll get straight to the top of the pile at the moment. Thirsty Camel Clanger of the Week. We might see if we can get one of those. Don't run out of your favourites. Grab your shelters at the Thirsty Camel. And welcome to Back Chat listeners. Now... uh, uh, we will continue on without Mark Reddings, but it would be remiss of us to not have the great man join us. And I think we're going to do it right off the top of the show. Let's go live. Mark Reddings crossing from a villa in Bali, I think. Tell us about how How are you going? You, you, you're, in the, you know, you're in the penthouse over there in Semiak. Mate, where are you staying? How's the weather? I'm. We're
1: staying in a lovely resort the Leela. Um we're staying in a beautiful room, but let me put it this way, Scoey. When you're with your wife and your 22-year-old daughter in the same room, there's no Marvin Gaye sexual healing playing in the background.
0: I can see Victoria right next to you, Skeeter. That is very good gear from you. Uh, I'm sure you're staying up to date with all things happening in the footy world, Skeeter. But to be honest, I know you're on holiday. I won't leave you with that. Um, How many pina coladas have you had while you're over there? What is the drink of choice for Mark Reddings?
1: Now, I've had a few shelters as you would, but I've had. Uh, yesterday, we went to the W, which was a uh, very nice lunch, which was about a couple hundred bucks, where you drink all you can drink, and of course, I drank all I could drink. And there was a bit of uh, Chardonnay, there was a bit whiskey. of whiskey, there was a couple of. There's a Bloody Mary, and then um, just a couple of bourbons back at the resort just to finish off my night. So uh, it was a good day, good day, and um, well, you know, it's, it's beautiful, weather's been great, and a couple of uh, footy identities I have seen Bailey Smith. Uh, just doing some runs through the beach in front of us. So he's obviously uh, did getting he, himself ready for a big 20 Did he get a photo with
0: you, Kate? Did he get no, a photo I, with he you? No,
1: didn't have a phone with me at that present time, but uh, he was running his flowing locks. We got doing some work in the breeze. So he was there, and uh, I saw a bloke called uh, Ivan Cleary, who's the coach of the Penrith Panthers, who won the uh, the NRL. So just a couple of signings. There are plenty of people up here, and I'm going with my daughter in the next couple of nights, Joey, to a place called Motel Mexico. You're going there. What are you going to do there? I'll just stand, drink and watch. <laughs> and try not to look like an old bird. <laughs>
0: can I speak to your wife? I can see Victoria off there. Yeah, Victoria's
1: here. She's, she's sitting right next to me. She'll come and have a chat to you. Don't worry about your teeth, Victoria. She's worried about how she looks. Victoria. Victoria. Oh God, no, I'm not. Come on, quick. She wants to talk to you, quickly. Here she comes.
0: Here she comes. She just got back from her uh, morning facial. Victoria, I just want to know. Is Mark Reading's behaving himself over there?
2: If you'd asked me that 24 hours ago, I would have said no, with four whiskies lined up because the bar was closing and he's not even a whiskey drinker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Victoria, I won't keep you. I know you don't want to be on here. This is the marketing show here. But today? To- yes. He's yes. going dry today. Dry today. Dry so Monday. not dry to lie, Dry today.
2: Yeah, so we will see because it's only, what, nine o'clock?
0: Vic, look after him please, Skeeter. Skeeter, what what
1: is going on over there? Uh, not a lot, which is good, um, not, generally I thought I'd get escape any type of work, but you somehow wrote me into doing something here, but no it's uh, very nice, and you're coming up here shortly, so you'll appreciate it, you'll uh, love the weather, so it's been terrific, just a nice getaway, and uh, lots of, they say it's not busy, but it's, it's the resorts have got plenty of people, streets have gone off, and there's, uh, the restaurants are up and about, so man, I am reckon you're counting down the days to jumping on a kite and coming over.
0: Well, it's good to hear you're going dry today, Skeeter. Uh, Leave some for the rest of us, won't you, mate? Both in the uh, drinks and the ladies department, and uh, we'll see you when you get back.
1: Looking forward to it, Scoey. Have a good one, you and Hammer. Now, I heard a rumour just quickly that uh, you hear some false rumours up at this part of the world, but that the Eagles women's team actually won a game of footy. That can't be right.
0: Yes, they did, skater. They won by four points against the fifth-place side, so very good for the
1: girls. Giddy up. Well done to Michael Pryor, who will have a, a lot better press conference, uh, I'm sure, after that
0: victory. Go <laughs> okay, and have a whiskey, you absolute juvenile. See you later. <laughs> See you. Well, I'll tell you what, he looks like he's living a life, doesn't he? Let's get straight into the big moments. Uh, I think we should start with this. Clayton Oliver, uh, Joel Smith. Now, um, Joel Smith has tested positive to cocaine on game day, an illicit substance, especially under the ASADA code. So for those of you who don't know the difference, and I'm doing this without notes, but it's my understanding. Uh, so there's two uh, type of drug codes the AFL follows. They follow the ASADA code, which is now uh, Integrity Sports Australia. Uh, that is the international doping code. So any illicit substance found in your system game day uh, is an automatic penalty. Now, this used to sit um, at a fairly substantial one. Uh, Willie Rioli jumps to mine for mine, but there was some different circumstances there. There was tampering of a sample, and then um, there was some further tests done in that area in that regard, but there has been other players around this. But within 12 months ago, this would have been a straight-up two-year penalty, but it doesn't look like that for Joel Smith. He, at the moment, it Looks to be uh, said that he'll be missing three months with a potential reduction in that rate for, um, you know, not trying to enhance his performance, and that that rule was brought in not too long after the William Rioli debacle at West Coast Eagles, and that's an international coach so that has nothing to do with the AFL. That is across international sport, not just the AFL, but uh, pretty much any major competitive sport that uh, picks that up. Don't write Bailey Smith. That is nothing to do with this. Thank you very much, Jaden. Bailey Smith was an illicit, uh, not on game day. So that is the second code that is followed. That is uh, under Dorovich testing. That is the illicit drug policy that the AFL follows. And um, that tests all year round. That is off-season, that is in-season, but is not game day. So that's the two differences between those. And uh, that is an AFL-driven uh, policy and uh, that is trying to... Uh, one, I think protect its players, but two, make sure proper uh, culture is being followed within. So uh, I've seen some articles and and things written and people sort of wondering between the differences between those. That is the difference here. Joel Smith tested positive on game day to an illicit substance in cocaine. Now, there's been a fair bit of carry on, um, rightly or wrongly. Yes, clearly that's a public interest story, but I do think to some point... um, There has been a fair bit of carry-on about this, a bit of fake outrage. I don't think this is an issue that is something that is spoken about too much in the media, although you couldn't tell me that Joel Smith is the first AFL player to dabble in illicit substances. Clayton Oliver's name has been brought into this uh, around incidents that he's been involved in, although there's been absolutely nothing to confirm or deny what is happening there. There's a lot of hearsay. Uh, He had an episode, and that is using Melbourne's words to describe it, uh, a medical episode uh, not too long ago, within the last week, Uh, and then somehow Joel Smith was linked to this episode. Joel Smith was in his company and Clayton Oliver and the Melbourne cultural issues. and I understand the coverage and I understand the interest, but I also... Uh, do tend to think that people are looking for something to be outraged at. Uh, Melbourne's culture has been questioned. We've seen Max Gorn come out and answer questions around that. Uh, I I think without really knowing what's going on inside those four walls and without uh, words from people experiencing this firsthand, I think we, one, probably should hold judgment, but you can think how you like on it, really. I'm not going to sit here and tell anyone how to think on it, but I do think there has been some false outrage following, you know, some of these instances and you're know, trying to pull strings and join strings and skate would be here picking me up for using the wrong analogies there. But yeah, I'm I'm not quite sure what to read into all of this. Clayton Oliver has supposedly been living with Max Gorn. That's been widely reported. I don't think that's true, uh, from some of my sources, secret sources that I have. Uh, I don't think Clayton is or has been living with Max Gorn. Clayton Oliver's a grown man and uh Maybe they've got some work to do over the off-season. Apparently, text messages went out from the football club uh, asking players to comment and speak and talk about the culture of that football club. There's been things going on for a long time, and I just don't think these two instances uh, should be the sounding of the of the sirens. If you came over here into the West and these things were having it happening at West Coast, I think the coverage would be way more brutal uh, way more chat had over East in the media, so there has been some outrage, but I don't think they've gone very aggressively at Melbourne, and sometimes there's a couple of standards to get held, but uh, it's also off-season and people are looking for things to talk about, and yeah, we've opened the show with it, so that you know, there we go. Uh, let's get into the West uh, over here, some things happening in the AFLW. Both sides had a win, which is absolutely outrageous in my opinion. Uh, Essendon, who are a top four side, uh, came up against the West Coast Eagles at Windy Hill. Uh, The AFLW West Coast Eagles get their second win of the season. Held Essendon goalless uh, for the first three quarters. They came back a little bit at the end, but... Couldn't get it done. West Coast hang on to win by four points in their second win of the season. Our very own Back Chat Studios member Hamish Brayshaw over there getting his job done. Uh, He couldn't join us today. He's in Melbourne. uh, Probably staying over with family and friends over there. So it picks West Coast. Uh, They weren't on the bottom of the ladder because, of course, they beat GWS a little earlier in the season. They're into 16th place sitting well and truly pretty of Port Adelaide with one win and the Western Bulldogs, no wins at all. So uh, I think people were calling for the three-peat this year, Waffle, Wooden Spoon, AFL, Wooden Spoon and AFLW. Well, the girls are holding up their end of the bargain, improving. I saw them play last week, wasn't very impressed. I thought their fundamentals were poor. Uh, By all regard, that certainly picked up in this one and they get the job done. Um, Fremantle, Uh, defeat St. Kilda by 24 points. That's a good win for the Frio Dockers against St. Kilda, who are 12th. Uh, They're both up to four wins. They sit level with wins with... Seventh position, Gold Coast on four, Geelong on four, Carlton on four, Sydney on four, Richmond on four, St Kilda on four, Fremantle on four. So if you are sitting there wondering what's happening in the wide world of footy and uh, you're a bit sick of hearing about Clayton Oliver, Joel Smith and the Melbourne Demons, maybe flick over the AFLW. It's a good season this year, tight, contested footy. Melbourne and Adelaide sit on top of the ladder there with seven wins apiece. North Melbourne and Brisbane going well with six each as well. Adelaide lost on the weekend, by the way, their first of the season. And Essendon in fifth place, who West Coast just knocked off. So um, if you like uh, contested footy uh, and you like watching uh, competition, I think the AFLW could do a lot worse than watching that one. Uh, So well done to the girls, both West Coast and Fremantle. Let's get into cricket, my favourite sport. Going to be following the Scorchers pretty closely. That's been across uh, social media this week. We've got a uh a little collaboration with them. We'll be down at Scorch's home games watching from I think a corporate box. So Mark Reddings will have his fingers all over that one. I'll uh, be very excited to be watching the experience there. And we're in the members area. We're doing some live podcasts straight after the game. We'll be interviewing players. So it'd be good to see how they're going. But of course, uh right now the Cricket World Cup, the one day Cricket World Cup is uh underway. Big innings from the bison <laughs> 121. He knocked up and Davey Warner, not to be uh, let go, he uh, smacked him around for 163. Wow, we okay. Now we're not stuffing around, Dave. Thank you very much. Uh, those two are at their destructive best. I have read that um, uh, Mitchy Master the Bison, will be moving down the order because we've been, you know, those two put together 284 of our runs. I think we only made 360. So uh, the bottom order falling very far away. Pakistan. They lost by 62 in the end. That's who we were playing. Second biggest Australian ODI partnership ever. Wowee. 259. Number one is 260. So the boys has lost that by one. Knowing cricketers, how they operate, they'd be disappointed in that as well. Not Bison. I reckon Davey Warner would uh, be uh, really disappointed with that. He looks like the sort of blokes that counts his runs, not at Western Australia, Mitch, uh, Mitch Marsh. So he's a good man. Our next match, of course, will be against the Netherlands on Wednesday night. We need to win that to stay alive in the competition, I'm pretty sure. Jaden's looking at me, nodding away. Is that right? No. You could put your microphone on if you want today, Jaden. You can have a chat to me. Oh, yeah, of course you can. Are you, on, are you still on a ban? Tell me, I don't hello, you Want to ban or not? You were. I did ban you It was a while ago that I was banned. You, you came in and threw stats around, and you were incorrect multiple times in a row.
2: Yeah, no. Now I'm a bit scared to get on the mic. Oh, uh, how are you, mate? I'm good, mate. How I'm how are just you? here
0: chatting away to myself. So well, I thought I might join you. in. You're a big cricket man. Are I'm we going to make? I like, I like cricket. Are we going to make finals?
2: I think. I think we've got a good chance to make finals. Okay. I think. I like India and. New Zealand, South Africa are doing very well. I think we can we can stay top four and make finals.
0: What's the scenario here? What how does the competition work? Is there two pools? Is there five pools? Yeah, they've
2: changed it now. So every team plays everyone. There's no there's no pools. Right. So this is the this is a new one. So every team plays everyone. How many teams? Forty two games, something like that.
0: Holy shit! That sounds just horrible.
2: Yeah, I think we're only halfway in. Is
0: so that right?
2: 21 games last night or
0: <clears throat> It's in India, isn't it?
2: It's in India, yeah.
0: They absolutely love their cricket over there. So Only you think we're a chance?
2: I think, I think we're a chance. So yeah. you
0: need to finish top four. Is that all you get yeah, through? Yeah, you, you need to finish top four. Right. Okay. Uh, Netherlands, surely we knock them off. Netherlands are no good. No, they've actually been going well, they? Well, I
2: mean, they beat England, but England's crap. Jeez, yeah, so. we love that, don't yeah. we? Yeah.
0: The cricket has been officially announced for 2028 LA Olympics. Uh, there's some cricketers all around the world. Very excited about that. I think it's flag football uh, that's been introduced as well. So apparently the NFL have come out and told their players that they can um, strap their little tags in behind them and they can go and play in the Olympics. That'll be unreal.
2: Flag football in the Olympics. That's pretty crazy.
0: Talk about fistball. Tell you what, I might get going in the Australian flagball football team. Uh, Thank you, Jaden. Good man. Thank you for the cricket update. Will Schofield and Jaden Ellis, Shelter Footycast. We continue on. Skeeter's probably start, kicking off on his third pina colada for the day. It's only quarter to nine and he's sizzling on them. I thought we'd get, a bit, get through a bit of a trade recap. We haven't joined you since the trade period uh, finished off in the AFL. So each and every team, I'll give you a run through who's in, who's out, the draft picks they have left remaining and a bit of my thoughts on each team's business and what they've got done. Let's start alphabetical order, shall we? You know what? We are the Shelter footy Cast over here in the West. Let's go with the Western Australian sides first. Fremantle. Let me start with you. Excuse me. The Frio Dockers. I think this is a god-awful trade period for you in nobody. You didn't bring a draft pick in. You didn't bring a player in. You lost. Lockie Schultz, shooter. A couple of uh, Ross Glendening Allen medals out the door. Liam Henry played almost every game this year and has been... Uh, or you know whatever you might think about his skills or his weaknesses, he has some strengths and he's played on that wing for you most of the year. You lose him, and you lose Joel Hamming, your number one backup key defender in behind Alex Pierce, who is injury prone. Brendan Cox, who has been reliable to a, to a sense, but behind those two, you don't have too many up and coming key defenders. So you add nothing behind it. Your first draft pick this year, given what you gave away to get Luke Jackson in the door, is thirty four. 46 60 64 85 so uh, you're gonna have to hit the board with some um, darts thrown at them, lads uh, and ladies I just don't think it's been a successful period for the Frio dockers over the last year um, to have those three players walk out the door on the back of the five or six that left last year you can have all the number one dra- uh, you can have all the first round draft picks next year you like but rumors around bringing in the young man McDonald, Logan McDonald, from Sydney next year. Well, that's going to be next year. I don't know what this upcoming season looks like for you, 2024. I can see it now. You'll be written off in the media, probably by me as well. Um, but you you will be – look, you know, I don't know how <clears> – <throat> I don't know where your big improvement comes on uh, next year. Is it Nat Five back into the mix, although he's ageing? Is it your younger midfielders and forward in Amos – He's a star, um, and he will continue to get better, of course. Your young midfielders in Johnson and uh, Erasmus and boys like that coming through and stepping up, they're going to have to improve a lot for you guys to make up a step-up ladder into finals, which you should be expecting to do, given your finish two years ago. Not a successful period whatsoever. West Coast Eagles, probably a little bit different. They add two players in Tyler Brockman, Matthew Flynn, I think both very good additions. I was with Scott Lysett on the weekend, actually. That's my voice sounding like this. Uh, Premiership reunion at Ascot. Um, Scotty Lycett without a home at the moment. There's a little bit of pressure being put on by those in the room. Maybe Scott should have a little chat to Adam Simpson and Trevor Nisbet while they are still at the football club and see if maybe they had a 12-month contract floating around from him. You could do worse with having Scott Lysett on your list, I think, at the very least, playing in the AFLW. Oh, AFLW. That'd be interesting. Wowee. Oh, my God. Playing in the Waffle, Scotty Scott Elias said He'd come in behind Matthew Flynn, but I don't know. I think there'd be a sneaky chance if you had a chat to Scott, him the feedback I got. But as the more beers came in, the more pressure came on. So the more shit that was spoken. So maybe it was absolutely incorrect, but he's without a home this year. Tyler Brockman, for more reports, Good player, not great, but could be great. Has the potential to be a very good player in the competition. We'll see if he can add anything. They didn't lose anything either. Number one draft pick, spoken about a lot. Harley Reid's got his name all over that. Will West Coast keep him? There's live trades available this year in the draft, uh, as well as uh, in in a period before the draft. So I think West Coast, I think West Coast... Excuse me. <coughs> Sorry, Jaden um, <clears throat> I think West Coast you're gonna have to cut that out probably oh you can keep it in who cares uh, uh, I think West Coast were never trading pick one in that um, in this tra- in this uh, trade period. I think they were sussing out the market see if anyone wanted to come to the table with a bit of interest. Uh, North Melbourne put something on the table I think Hawthorne put something on the table uh, all of which were unsuccessful. I think West Coast two and three gets the job done. what's going on here Jaden? I don't know. See you later. You just explain
2: what you're doing there. I'm
0: trying to uh, I'm trying to fix up my headset, but I think we're just going to have it showing.
2: No, you fix it.
0: The second pick is 23, 37, 58, 81. So West Coast, you add um, two players, no draft picks, nothing goes out the door. I think that's an okay trade period. I think you added a couple of uh, maybe gaps in your list, but... I think they still trade the number one pick. I think the offers come thick and fast pre-draft, and that number one turns into a minimum of three first-round draft picks, if not more, if they can get the right deal across the line. Let's get a look at the rest of the teams. We're going to whip through these. Adelaide bringing Chris Burgess from the Gold Coast Suns. Look, he'll be a depth player. I don't think he steps straight into the team. Tom Duday out the door. Shane McAdam as well. Both good players. Tom Duday coming off an ACL injury. Uh, Their draft picks in the draft will be 10, 14, 20, and 89. So they'll add a bit of talent, Adelaide. That's a pretty good hand there. 10, 14, 20. I think West Coast would like something that looks a little bit more like that. Brisbane Lions, they bring in Tom Duday. He was gone from Adelaide, as we just spoke about. Brandon Ryan. Don't know who that is. Uh, out the Brisbane Lions. They lose Tom Fullerton and Jack Gunston makes his way back to Hawthorne. One year. Dropped yourself, Jack. That's what bloody happens, mate. Brisbane Lions playing a grand final. Uh, a couple in, a couple out. I don't think their list will change too much. They don't have much at the draft with their draft hand either 30, 39, 51, 54, 67, and 97. So they'll continue to challenge next year, but not off the back of this trade period. Carlton. Add Elijah Hollands from the Gold Coast Suns. Uh, Now, I think he's uh, well spoken about. So that could be a good little addition to Carlton. Zach Fisher out the door as well as Paddy Dow. Paddy Dow, very high draft pick. Zach Fisher fell out of favour towards the back end of this year. Uh, That's a decent little loss, but I think they won't be too concerned with that. They'll continue to challenge as well. Draft picks 22-28. 70, 78, 96. So not too much coming back in the door for Carlton, although they get a couple of decent youngsters at 22 and 28. They're well and truly in the window now, Carlton. So you won't see a lot of uh, exceptional talent coming in the door. They're trying to add to their list to challenge for a premiership. Speaking about challenging for premierships, Collingwood will be attempting to go back-to-back next year. An interesting trade period for Collingwood, it must be said. Uh, Taylor Adams and Jack Ginevan out the door. Uh, both very good players. Taylor Adams, very good. Uh, Jack Ginevan, who is a premiership player now. Just remember he played in that game. Started on the field. He was the sub in the prelim. Uh, swapped around and started on ground for that Collingwood team. They're gone. Jack Ginevan later in the process after our free man shooter, Schultz, Lockie Schultz, came in the door. Jack Ginevan said, see you later. I'm not getting the game next year. Uh, Lockie Schultz, that's a good addition for Collingwood. Uh, he's a very good player. You know what I think about him, a role player. But I think in a good side, uh, he'll look very good in in black and white. And I do think uh, Fremantle could have kept him if they had to put a – I don't think they would have had to pay him a lot of money. They would have just had to put a solid contract in place, given what he's come through. You heard about me speak about him last week with his rookie deals and his uh, his clauses and bonuses and all this stuff. You put a stock standard four-year contract in front of Lockie Schultz. I think he stays at Fremantle, but they lose him to the running premiers, mind you. They got draft picks 19, 33, 80, and 98. Trying to go back-to-back. Not a lot at the draft for those boys. Essendon, I think these were probably the best-performed team in the uh, trade period. Uh, Dodoro, he's out the door for Matty Rosa. Well, if this is his last one, it was a pretty good uh, session for him. In the door. Todd Goldstein, he'll come in and play ruck round one uh, with Tom Bellchambers uh, injured for the first part of the season. So they know what they're going to get out of Todd Goldstein. He's played under the current coach uh, at North Melbourne in Brad Scott. So they know each other well. He's going to come in and compete and hold down that position until uh, Draper is back in the door. Now Ben McKay, uh, he enters. There's a lot of talk about what he was worth. Well, um, apparently he's picked three. That's how the system works. He'll go straight to full back uh, for them. Jade Gresham comes in the door. I rate him highly. Very good high half forward. Can go through the middle. He'll add to this Essendon midfield and forward line group very well. So those three players all play round one. And Xavier Dersmer. Uh, if you remember Xavier Dersmer, he's been at Port Adelaide uh, for his first couple of years at Port Adelaide. Played almost every game. He was a great, great player. Had a big shoulder injury. Probably hasn't quite got back to where he was before that injury. His younger brother... Um, start, could start with X could be Zane could be someone like that I think it's Zane Dersma he's a touted top 5 pick this year Essendon may get a hold of him maybe not at 9 Xavier Dersma comes in the door so I think the three, the 4 guys that come in they're all starting in their side round 1 that's a bloody good trade period for mine and and they don't lose a lot either Brandon Zerk Thatcher he's a key position player he's gone I think they can probably cover him though Massimo D'Ambrosio he went to Hawthorne late in the draft period good player Um, mid-season draft pick, uh, I don't think uh, they'd be too concerned with losing him, although I think he's a good pick-up for Hawthorne. That's a great period by Essendon, very, very good. They're left with 9, 31, 35, 61 and 88 in the 2023 draft. Geelong, surprisingly quiet in this draft uh, period, although they played hardball on Asava Radigalia. They finally got that done for... I think a future second and then a couple of fourth rounders. And I'm talking 87 and 94. That's, I'm not sure what's going on there. Maybe they need some draft picks as they come in. Uh, we'll see what they do with those. They didn't get anyone in the door. saver out. And 2023 draft looks like this. 8, 25, 76, 87, and 94. So maybe they'll get some late-range gold uh, with Wellesley at the helm there. Stephen Wells, notoriously a very good operator at the draft. So maybe Geelong got a couple of gems hidden down there in the Geelong Falcons. Gold Coast Suns, no one in the door. Out we go. Goodbye to Chris Burgess, Mubbio Choll, and Elijah Hollins. Mubbio Choll, probably the biggest loss out of those three, given his... um, Uh, key forward status. Uh, They'll get King up and going next year, so maybe he won't be uh, missed too much. They have a draft hand. Nothing too high, but I think they've got to match some bids. So they're going to use some of these in the draft process. 24, 26, 27, 32, 36, 38, 66, 71, 74, 84. Fuck me, Gold Coast. Wowee. Um, They'll be trading some of them in, I think. But even if they didn't, I mean, their first six draft picks are before 38. So Ah, oh, that's a pretty good hand. Someone like a West Coast Eagles would enjoy that. That's why I don't love West Coast draft hand because they don't, they won't be able to add this big group of talented youngsters, which they did last year. Just remember, they turned their first round pick into two first rounders last year. That's why I think they do it again this year. But we will see what happens. Um, the the reason Gold Coast did this was, uh, it was all about curing um draft pick index points to match the expected bids for its four academy players. So the academies are a bit rogue to me, but every club has one and they can sort of, you know, shuffle guys around the decks. It was set up to give kids an opportunity that were maybe off the grid a little bit, but Gold Coast, you know, attempt to add four out of theirs, Jed Walter, Ethan Reed, Jake Rogers and Will Graham. I believe the first couple are very, uh, very highly sought after. So that's why Gold Coast needs so many picks. Surely not going to be adding 12 players to the list with those. Uh, GWS, not too much going on there. Um, in, nobody. Out the door. Matty Flynn to Frio. Draft picks they hold 7 16 43 59 77 79 95. 7 and 16 will be a couple of new young guns, uh, <laughs> gun youngsters in the door for them. They do that well, GWS. They build their youth from within. Uh, very, very close, if you remember, to knocking off Collingwood in a prelim final this week, uh, this year, sorry. Hawthorne. Probably a bit more movement than I think Sam Mitchell would have loved. He's trying to build something uh, at this footy club to have guys who buy in, although I'm sure they would have been measured decisions. Out the door, Tyler Brockman to West Coast, Brandon Ryan. There you go. He's from Hawthorne. I don't know who he is. Jacob Kaczynski, he's gone. I don't think Mitch would have been very happy losing a key uh, position player, but they cover that with Marbiel Chole in the door. Jack Ginnivan, Jack Gunston comes in as that hybrid player and Massimo D'Ambrosio from Essendon will come in as a running half-backman. They've got pick four. They made a play for pick one. I don't know if they have the cattle to do that. They'd have to get really creative with some future picks, I think. I wonder if you can add just like a couple of, like maybe pick four, their future first next year, their future first the following year. Maybe they could do something like that for the West Coast Eagles, but I don't think our uh, players can be traded any further. So I don't know if Hawthorne has the cattle to be able to get it in the door. Uh, this is another side that's made a pick a play at pick one, Melbourne, um, a pretty good period for them. Brody Grundy, of course, he's gone. Uh, couldn't get a game with Gorney and he spends one year there. Uh, I'm not sure, I think, Mark Reddings could be paying Brody Grundy's salary. I'm not quite actually sure who's paying it this year. Sydney or Melbourne or Collingwood or Skeeter. Uh, James Harms gone. James Jordan gone. A couple of role position gap players. So they're at the door. None of those are in their starting 22 for round one. So I don't think they'll be too disappointed because Jack Billings comes in the door. He's a very good player. Very underrated. And I think in a good side like Melbourne, he'll be a very good acquisition. I think he plays round one for them. Tom Fullerton. Uh, comes over as well, and Shane McAdam can play from Adelaide. So I think it's a pretty good period for them. And they've got picks 6, 11, 42, and 93. So 6 11 future first. I wonder if that gets it done for Melbourne. That's the play that they'll be trying to do for West Coast. I think West Coast would like a higher draft pick than 6. So we'll see what that looks like. North Melbourne, Dylan Stevens, Zach Fisher, Big one, new one from Richmond. Big boy. He comes over. Uh, Ben McKay gone, told Goldstein gone, a couple of key position players. This is the team that I think gets it done. And I think it's two, three, future first to West Coast for pick one. Might sound outrageous, but they still have 15, 17, 18, 57 and 82 in this draft. So if you walked in and you took one, 15, 17 and 18 this year, I think you'd be very happy with it. That's why I think uh, that's why I think North Melbourne will do. Out the door, Dylan Stevens, Zach Fisher. Uh, sorry, that's in the door. Already said that. Sometimes when you're in here by yourself, it's a little bit hard to keep track of what you're talking about. Jaden, you can give me a clip. Maybe a, maybe a Travis Kelsey in my face.
1: Yeah. yeah,
0: thank you very much. Four teams to go Port Adelaide, Asaba Radigalea, Ivan Soldo. They add Ivan Soldo. That's probably why Scott Lysett gets delisted. Brandon Zirk Thatcher, they're clearly trying to make up some holes in their key positions throughout the football club. And Jordan Sweet uh, enters as well. Xavier Dersmer out the door. They've just got the one pick this year. Pick 73. Wowee. sure, Surely. Surely, what Adelaide's recruiting team have taken the uh, couple of months off here. 73, they're just going to sit around twiddling their thumbs in, unless they can do something on uh, draft day. I think we're going to be have a very, very quiet draught and they might just send one person over for 73. Richmond, uh, in comes Jacob Kozitski, uh, out Ivan Soldo and big boy Bigua Nguyen. Uh Draft picks 29, 41, 65, 68, 86. That is completely irrelevant in, out and draft hand for this year for Richmond. So, I can't see them going forward, unfortunately, with the retirements in Rewalt, Cochin. They retired. They definitely retired, didn't they? Surely. I think they did. St Kilda, uh, Paddy Dow comes in. Ah, surely they retired. Yeah, They definitely retired. Yeah. Paddy Dow, Liam Henry in for St Kilda. A couple of good additions, but I think too much out the door for St Kilda. Jade Gresham gone, Nick Caulfield gone. He's a good player, Nick Caulfield. And uh, Jack Billings gone as well. That's three players, but. Ross, the boss, usually knows what he's doing. They'll take picks 13, 21, 40, and 92 into the draft. And the Sydney Swans, lucky last given. Oh, no, Western Bulldogs will be lucky last. Sydney, James Jordan in, Brody Grundy in, Joel Hamling, Taylor Adams. That could be the best ins of the draft, along with Essendon. Just Dylan Stevens out the door as well. So that is some shrewd investing from Sydney. Four in, one out. Draft picks twelve forty five fifty five and ninety one uh, clearly Sydney as they always do they'll can be competing this year I think we'll see them uh, I think we'll see them right up the top those four players they're adding them to play Brodie Grundy's their ruckman round one Joel Hamling will play fullback round one Taylor Adams will be their starting midfield and James Jordan can play on the wing so maybe uh, another four guys that come in that's what I like to assess these drafts on is can these players play round one and like just like Essendon. Those four players can. Brilliant trade period for the Sydney Swans. Lucky last, Western Bulldogs, James Harms. He'll play round one. Uh, Nick Caulfield may as well. They come into the side. Jordan Sweet out the door. That's right. Jordan Sweet plays there. Oh, okay. Tell you what. The Bulldogs successfully brought in multiple late selections to match any expected early bid for father-son prospect Jordan Croft. From memory, Croft, his father, was a very dour defender for the Western Bulldogs. Matthew Croft, is that right? Yeah. Nodding away, Jaden, very good. Um, they have picks five, 48, 50, 52, 53, 56, 69, 72, 75, 90. So they'll be probably paying up with 90, 75, 72, 69, 56, 53. And they'll probably walk in with three or four draft picks. Western Bulldogs, well done. Hopefully you get that done. National draft, November 20 and 21. Uh, that is in a month's time. So that will be ongoing. Uh, we've got the rookie draft the day after that uh, for West Coast and Fremantle fans. I hope Fremantle get to work and get something going in the door somehow. I'm not sure how you do that with this late stage. And West Coast Eagles, uh, don't laugh away, Jaden. They might be able to get some draft picks in somehow. Western Bulldogs, uh, West Coast Eagles, you might be doing something as well. I need to take a breath. I need a breather. Will Schofield, Jane Ellis on the buttons. Shoulder footy cast. <laughs> Thirsty Camel clanger of the week. Don't run out of your favourite your shoulders at Thirsty Camel. I don't know if I have a clanger of the week. I think the coverage around Clayton Oliver, Joel Smith's been a bit clangery for me and I spoke about that off the top. I haven't loved it. You got anything for me, Jode? Um I don't know. Anything in the cricket realm? I'll give you a bit of a um
2: catches. Dropping catches, misfields. Okay, thanks. That's, for that, I joke. mean there's nothing there though, mate. I've got... That's just I socks and from cricketers. I did follow your um, your advice on Friday.
0: What was my advice?
2: We were talking about the races on Saturday. Yes. You're saying you've got a really bloody... You've got a winner. Five down. So absolute winner. Five
0: down the premiership horse uh, owned by premiership yeah, well, player. I wasn't
2: five down. I was 40 down.
0: You put 40 bucks on it, Joe. put 40 bucks on it. It blew it was out it to 100.
2: a or to win. It was like 50 to, it was 50 a, to one. It was
0: 101 by 101. the time the race kicked off. It was leading the entire race, Jaden. Was yeah. it not? I got you I, a little bit excited. I,
2: so I was, I was building a gate. So I, I wasn't, I wasn't watching it, oh. but I did look afterwards, and I had no money.
0: Join the, the queue, back. mate. I told a few people to get on it, and uh, it did not win. It came fifth, just yeah. nose out. Just keep an eye on that, though. I spoke to the trainer. I'm pretty happy with his work, uh, but I'll take it. There you go, clangor of the week. Scoey telling everyone the thing's going to win, and it doesn't.
2: Yeah, we're just got to stop following your advice. I even put one on the Eagles to get top eight at the start of the year after you were banging on about it.
0: Okay. How'd that go for you?
2: Yeah, obviously. I'll
0: teach you a lesson. Don't listen Terrible. to Scully. <laughs> Sorry, Jaden. Uh, and Apologies to all listeners out there as well. Thirsty Camel, clanger of the Week. Don't run out of your favourites. Grab your shelters at Thirsty Camel. Uh, listener question. Let's have a little look at these. Um, based on the coach's description of fistball, so this is for our back chat fans, we're building the West Australian fistball team to... Um, uh play in the national championships if that does sound of interest and it might just sound like a rogue operation but we are building a team taking a team paying for your flights your accommodation and your uniforms if you're good enough so if you want to make the team november 11 uh in the mount hawthorne leaderville area more details to follow on back chat so this is about the coach we are building a full team so we need coaches and water boys and water girls and I don't know team managers and all sorts of things based on the coach's description. Especially when Will said, "Will he be offering any value from a performance point of view?" No, and he thinks the possibility is a big deal in WA. That have some clues. Uh, this listener Juf says, "I believe the coach must be the one and only Mark Readings." What did I? What was my quote? He thinks and possibly is a big deal in WA. Well, that would uh, summarise skate out the door, I reckon, because skate, you are not a big deal. Tell you what, he would be laughing his head off right now. That's us done and dusted. Skaters on the pina coladas. I need to sort my voice out. Uh, as always, we love you joining us here at the Shelter Footycast. Send us an email next week, footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. We'll be back Monday with all the best for the week in sport. Have a good one.